Hello, welcome to a special edition of MLEX's podcast. I'm Lewis Crofts, Editor-in-Chief, and I'm speaking to you this week from Washington, D.C., where the 2022 ABA Antitrust Spring Meeting has just wrapped up. I'm recording this podcast on Friday, April the 8th, and the conference has just ended. I'm talking to two of my colleagues, Gushita Vassant and Nick Hurst, who both cover antitrust in the US and the EU, respectively. As expected, it's been a busy week, no shortage of news and cocktail parties, and the odd MLEX article as well. So, starting with you, Kushita, is the ABA back? Well, thanks for having me, Lewis. Um, it's back, and how? Uh, well, we have exactly 2,878 people who have registered for this conference. Did you meet all of them? Uh, at the risk of contracting COVID, I... <laughs> no, no, I did not. Um, but uh, yes, it's back. This is the first ABA spring meeting uh, in three years, and there's a lot of enthusiasm. And uh, I'm excited to have covered three full days of this conference. Nick, it was your first ABA. Meet anyone who wasn't American? <laughs> <laughs> it was chocker with Europeans. I mean, just in terms of enforcers, I counted that there were the, there was people from the French Competition Authority, the Belgians, the EU, Spain, Germany, the Netherlands and no doubt more, and then lawyers from all of those countries, plus some. And then, of course, after the panels, cocktails, dinners, side events, speaking shows, speaking platforms, uh, breakfast, on and on. And a diet for everyone. Um, So, uh, with all the chatter going on, nine consecutive panels every hour for two and a half days. Ten. Ten consecutive panels. Kushita, what was the topic you heard the most? Okay, so, Lewis, I'm going to preface this by saying, and I think some people are not going to like it when I say this, but um, they are making antitrust great again, um, and I think they're making America great again. Uh, the U.S. is leading the way on the current discussion on competition law, and as I just came out of a panel in which U.S. FTC Chair Lena Khan said, this is a much bigger conversation, this is a national conversation, this is a global conversation. Um, so yes, the things that were discussed, at least the ones that I heard by U.S. enforcers, by you know from the two federal um, antitrust enforcement agencies, the Department of Justice and the Federal Trade Commission, and then you have several judges, uh, you have um, uh, attorney generals of several American states who are speaking here. Uh, there's, they, need, they need to do a lot more when it comes to mergers. They want to do a lot more when it comes to conduct cases. The one word that stood out to me was labor monopsony. They, they're, you know, they've overhauled their leniency rules. They're, they're, they're trying to com- come up with completely new vertical merger guidelines, horizontal merger guidelines. So um, as the Biden administration said in its executive order on competition last July, this is a whole of government approach. And um, when you look at these panels and you know, some of the speakers on these panels, you see that they're all together. Jonathan Cantor said earlier this week, um, he's the antitrust um, division chief, at the DOJ, and he said the relationship between the FTC and the DOJ has never been better. So they've got a little more than three years, and I think they're making full use of the time that they've got to you know, push through the laws that they want to bring. And Nick, yeah, what were the Europeans talking about? You know, when, we're, when we sit in Europe, we both live in Brussels, you know, um, there's a debate that there's been a revolution in America, that you know, these are, a new dawn has broken, a new 
arrive here and listen to the rooms and the conferences? Is that what the conclusion did you draw? Yeah, I thought there was a lot of thought leadership by the American speakers, um, whether it was about labour markets, um, whether it was about um, mergers, assessing mergers, remedies, so on, so on. I think the common theme or a repeated theme for the European speakers was inflation. So, yes, in Europe there's inflation because you have not only the massive spending by the central banks during the COVID crisis, but now the war in Ukraine is disrupting supply chains and pushing prices up even, even further. And this came up again and again. Why did it come up? Because the enforcers say if prices are rising, politicians are going to put pressure on competition authorities to do something about it. And I thought the one that was most striking when discussing that was Andreas Mund, who's the head of the German Competition Authority, who not only observed that there was going to be a lot of pressure brought, but said that it would radically overhaul or sort of dramatically change the way that enforcement's done in a few years' time, or at least that was conceivable. Not really clear how, but that's interesting to, to think about. I mean, aside from all these new frontiers, uh, if there's one thing which a competition authority should do, it's break up cartels and you know lock up executives. That's their should be their bread and butter, and sometimes it gets a little bit lost in this in the, in the big tech debate. But um, ABA Week was started by the DOJ making announcements about its leniency program, about how it would um, entice people in to uh, rat out cartels, and it changed. Um, it's FAQs, Frequently Asked Questions, which I think is, should be renamed Infrequently Asked Questions, because I don't know anyone who asks those kinds of questions frequently. Maybe the lawyers do. And they basically announced a, a slight shift in policy and straightened out a few kinks. Could you tell us, uh, what do they do? Yeah, so uh, the DOJ basically set the tone for the conference and they uh, clarified certain leniency rules uh, which they want uh, cartelists to abide by. Uh, so it's no longer enough to just come and you know seek leniency seek immunity um they need to they need they need their individuals their personnel to um you know offer everything that they can their their personal emails searches of their homes uh and they need to cooperate fully so one of the things that really stood out to me was uh, Carol Sipperly, who's um, who's at the DOJ, and uh, she's one of the um, AGs. She said, "You know, we sometimes we don't get the full picture, and that and that's not right. And if if we find out that you know there's um, some other litigation going on, or there's some other entanglement that you haven't come clean on, then we can't help you. So give us everything that you have, uh, and and we'll be able to help you. Also, it's no longer enough to just you know uh, cooperate with a grand jury." Uh, so um, there, are, there are lots of these new rules that companies need to be mindful of. And uh, Jonathan Cantor today said, look, you don't have to meet all of the leniency rules. But if you don't, here are the consequences. Your executives could be jailed. And not only will you be liable for, civil, uh, for criminal pen penalties at the corporate level, but also at the individual level. Uh, so I think I think companies are taking note, and and I think uh, lawyers will have you know they'll have their hands full advising their clients in coming months. One thing that um, jumped out to me was their requirement that the company puts a prompt end to the cartel and promptly comes forward. It seems um, if you need to make that change, it seems they um, suspected there's some game playing going on about when you when you find out and mm. when you tell the regulator and when you stop. So that was the impression. But there's also a leniency issue with um, the Europeans, uh, essentially 
brought in some new legislation a few years back about uh, damage claims, and that has turned off the tap for, for whistleblowers coming forward because now they're worried that they're not just going to avoid a fine, or they will avoid a fine, but they'll also get hit with damages. So what are the Europeans? What are the Europeans well, a running, th- a running th- theme from the Europeans at the conference was that cartel, that cartel enforcement is still alive. So um, a European Commission official came along and was speaking about how not only had they dawn-raided companies recently, but they also dawn-raided the private homes of of, of the employees. So that was, there was a clear effort to say that cartel enforcement is not, is not over. But there was a parallel message, which is that uh, the drop in leniency applications has really affected the ability of competition uh, enforcers to uh, discover uh, cartels. And really, the, all the other stuff they could do, like, ex- like um, uh, big data research or market monitoring, is not really going to fill the gap. Uh, left by the fraud and leniency applications. So there's clearly a push by some going on at the moment to try and change the uh, leniency rules to get the application number of applications back up. So that was clearly the news on cartels. We've talked about big tech. On the mergers front, there was also um, a development which happened you know, a few days before this meeting in Washington, which I'm sure, well, the European Commission at least would not necessarily um, would like to have been in this position going into the into the conference. It revolves around a, a deal concerning uh, port equipment. Can you tell us a bit about that and, and, and how that was discussed? That's right. The timing couldn't have been worse. Just weeks before the ABA kicked off, this multi-billion euro deal collapsed. Even though it had been approved by European regulators, it collapsed because, uh, because of opposition from the CMA and the Department of Justice in, in the US. Now, what was particularly interesting here is that essentially all these regulators were looking at more or less the same markets, more or less the same business, and more or less the same, in fact, the same remedy package. And yet they arrived at different conclusions. This really surprised a lot of competition lawyers because it's very unusual, it's very rare for it to happen. And it's not a good look when regulators are out there saying that they cooperate and they coordinate their actions. Clearly the European Commission and the DOJ came to Washington with the intention of showing a united front. They bring over the differences, and they were asked about this today at the big uh, enforcers roundtable at the end of, uh, end of the ABA, and they really tried to minimize the differences and place much more emphasis on everything that they agreed on with regards to the deal, notably the problems that it posed. Uh, the difference was whether those problems could be, could be remedied, and no matter what they say, there is clearly a chasm opening up between the European Commission on the one, on the one hand and the DOJ and the, and the UK's competition authority on the other about whether selling assets can always resolve the problems identified in, in a competition review. Just to wrap up, one final reflection, Kushita. This is uh, clearly going to be a massive super spreader event. There's going to be a new variant of COVID coming out from this called the ABA variant. It wouldn't surprise me. But did, did, did COVID you know, restrict the participation of a few people, do you think? Uh, yes. Interesting that you bring that up, Lewis. So uh, this week, uh, normally the Enforcers Roundtable at the ABA, which is like you know, the blockbuster panel, uh, and it showcases all the heavyweights from the major jurisdictions around the world, while two people were missing, 
uh, and uh, appearing by screen today were Jonathan Cantor uh, of the DOJ and Lena Khan of the FTC. And, uh, well, uh, Jonathan was pretty apologetic about the fact that he had to be in quarantine. Um, and one can only assume that, you know, there must have been some kind of uh, close contact. Anyway, uh, these two people were not around. Uh, that was a sad thing. But I'm really happy that I didn't have to hear the words, you're on mute, for the first time in more than two years. Excellent. So you've been listening to a special edition of MLEX's podcast coming to you from the ABA Spring Meeting in Washington. I'm Lewis Crofts and with me were MLEX reporters Kushita Vasant and Nick Hurst. Don't forget, you can subscribe to MLEX podcasts on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify and Stitcher. And for the very best of our reporting analysis, you can go to our website, mlexmarketinsight.com. That's mlexmarketinsight.com. And we'll be sending out a report uh, bringing together all our coverage of the last few days. Thanks very much. Mm-hmm.